Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. This episode of Intuitive Bites podcast is brought to you by my online intuitive eating courses. Take your food and body healing journey to the next level with these self-paced online courses. If you're brand new to this topic, check out my Introduction to Intuitive Eating course. If you're looking for something more comprehensive that talks about body image healing, health at every size, and intuitive eating, check about my Food Freedom 101 course. And if you're a professional in this space looking to learn more about how to do this work with your clients, but also how to do this work for yourself, check out my anti-diet approach course for professionals. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Intuitive Bites. Hey guys, welcome to episode 70 of Intuitive Bites. Today I'm chatting with Rachel Coleman, who you may know as the co-host of Mom Jeans the Podcast, and you can find her on Instagram at Mom Jeans the Podcast. And we are chatting about body acceptance. What does that even mean? Uh, Rachel works with people across the lifespan, and we really talk about how that this work kind of evolves over time. Um, I think you're going to be really interested to see her perspective on this topic, so I'm excited to share it with you. Before I dive into my conversation with Rachel, just wanted to share that I am hosting another monthly Q&A intuitive eating and body image webinar, and it's going to be on December 4th, which is a Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern time, and this month it's going to be pay what you can. So the suggested rate is $10, but again, it's it's whatever you can um, you know offer. And yeah, come and get your questions answered. Listen to other people's questions so you don't feel so alone on this journey. Um, you can easily sign up for this by going to the link in my bio on Instagram, which is at the intuitive underscore RD. Um, it should be the first link right at the top and you can get registered that way. All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with Rachel. All right, Rachel, we are good to go. So I would love to start by just having you introduce yourself and a little about the work you do and just like how you got to this work. Sure. So hello, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. My name is Rachel Coleman. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in California. I've been treating eating disorders, disordered eating, body image for probably about 15 years now. Um, I started my work at an inpatient treatment center and now I've been in private practice. I love guiding people of all ages, but definitely adolescents and young women who are in some of those prime developmental stages to really just figure out who they are aside from diet culture and break free from all of that pressure to look a certain way and to be a certain way so they can really evaluate what they feel, how they value things, what their worth is. That's not the number on the scale. So I've been doing this work for a long time and I just love, love this work. 
That's amazing. And what brought you to this work originally? Like, why did it, why did it speak to you? (laughs) Yeah. So I was raised in a household that was steeped in diet culture. I grew up um, watching my mom constantly yo-yo with her food intake and her weight. I've known how much she weighed since I was eight years old. It was just always something that she kind of always was upset about. Um, same with my grandmother, her mother, and then her mother had a lot of um, struggles with just body image and cultural narratives about how women should be that go back to her mother from the depression era. And there was just this family legacy that I was really raised in. And um, I was thankfully protected from developing an eating disorder myself. And I, I think one of the big protectors was just really realizing how miserable they were and that this was not something that I valued because I valued so much more than that. So I have really kind of went into this work by realizing the power of the diet culture and the power of negative body image and lack of body acceptance on people and their everyday lives and how this really can just go downhill so quickly and impact so many other people. So that's kind of how I got into the field. It's interesting to me that you work with, you mentioned like kind of younger women and adolescents because I've more recently kind of Um, started working more with that population. And I find Mm -hmm. that, I mean, there's so much overlap, but with, you know, folks that are older, but it's also a very unique population to work with Mm -hmm. on that subject. I feel like there's, I don't know, my perception is that, you know, adolescence and like that time is just if it could be any more than our culture already is like so appearance based. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess like, I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that as you know, our culture's currency is how you look. So the more you look a certain way, the more worthy you are. And so I think when adolescents get to this stage, they're really starting to evaluate who they are and where they fit in, in the hierarchy of high school and popularity and what their worth is in our society. So it's so easy to fall into the pressure to look a certain way because they know that they will get the popularity, they will get the attention, they will get the social media followings, the social media feedback, if they look a certain way, because that is our currency in our culture, and they want to be quote unquote rich. So I think that it's, it's really fascinating to help adolescents start to look at exactly how this sick system operates and ask them the really tough questions of, is this the system that you want to be succeeding in? Or do you have other things that are matter to you that are important to you? Um, and what got me into working with the, the next generation too of their parents is, you know, it's so easy for the moms and the parents to say, oh, my daughter is really struggling. Let's bring her in for therapy. And then the parents come in and, you know, in the intake session, we're really talking and realizing, well, mom never did the work herself and mom was raised by the generation where Weight Watchers was introduced, Mm -hmm. where the big, you know, diet, the big companies started releasing diet foods and and low sugar foods and low fat foods. And that the, between 1960 and 1980, diet culture really exploded. Mm -hmm. And that is when the moms of the current adolescents were being raised by their moms. And so 
Right. I'm really, really starting to put all the pieces together of how the, the history of diet culture is leading to where the adolescents are today. So yes, the adolescents absolutely need to do the work because social media now is a fun new addition to their lives. <laughs> but we also really need to help the parents do the work on what is health, what is yeah. healthy foods, what is bodies, what, what's the systemic depression that they grew up in and that they were so used to. And there's just so much family legacy that we're constantly yeah. trying to help people look at you sound like you have a book in you are you like in the uh, <laughs> I am not someday when my kids are finally not homeschooling and at home all the time maybe I can start thinking yeah <laughs> but this is it's an interesting topic it really is um, yeah. so I'm gonna like back step a little bit and yeah I, sure sorry we jumped ahead no I just wanted to ask you about that but I want to ask yeah. you just like a very very vague question of what sure. like what is body acceptance to you? Like, what does that mean? I feel like there's misconceptions around this term. So just curious your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really accepting the nuanced ways that your body operates. So it's looking at all the unique parts of you that are genetic and it's looking at just the external parts of you that you were born with. Um, And it's also looking at the cultural messaging and how you have an internalize that and how that impacts your self-esteem and your self-worth. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, so how do you work with clients? <laughs> Obviously this is a vague question as well, but like, how do you work with clients on body acceptance? I'm just thinking of like all the people listening to this who, you know, we've obviously talked about body acceptance many times on this podcast, but, um, yeah, like any, like, tools or just like first things that you think of when you think of like how to kind of start doing this work? Yeah. I mean, my main message is usually just having so much compassion for yourself and realization that bodies are always evolving and changing. I love to, especially when working with females and I work with, you know, male, female, non-binary, all, all people, but especially when we're talking with um, some of the females who present that you don't go through puberty once. And now this is for anybody, but this concept that like, oh, well, I went through puberty at you know 13 and like, this is kind of my body now. And it's like, not really, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. As we age, we go through multiple phases of change. So yeah, you go through puberty at 13. Well, that's not the same body that you graduate high school with. Then you have a more advanced teenage body. And then you're going to grow up and go off to college or be in that college age range, that young adult body. And now your body is going to be shifting again. And then if you end up becoming a parent biologically, now your body is going through all the hormone changes and the pregnancy changes of that. And then you're aging and going through menopause. (laughs) And there's just, (laughs) there's so many phases of change. And so I really try to help people look at where they are on the spectrum of that change, where their hormones are, where their genetic predispositions are leading their bodies to be, any medical diagnoses or body trauma or injuries that have impacted their body. I mean, we're all just such unique, multi-layered humans. And I just think that our external physique is the reflection of that. And so body acceptance really looks at accepting that internal constant evolution that's happening inside of our bodies. Yeah. That's such an interesting, like, I don't know, explanation and a way to think about it with like, cause it really, when you think about it, the way you learn it, it's like, oh yeah, you go through puberty and then like, you just have your adult body. And then like, you just kind of try to keep that. Like, it's like, we fight against the natural like evolutions that come beyond that. And obviously the reason we do that is because we live in a culture that's telling us 
like that message. And that's so hard. Yeah. I mean, I think diet culture narrows our bodies down to just one characteristic, your size and your weight. <laughs> and it narrows it down to only two reasons of why you are your size and your weight. And that is food and exercise. Yes. And diet culture does not acknowledge the multiple layers of the human body and complexities of the human body. And so that's why I think body acceptance comes from understanding and acknowledging and caring for all of those layers through our physical changes as we age. And of yeah. course, you know, part of the, the process of caring for our bodies includes fueling our bodies with food and moving our bodies with movement. But there's also so many other ways to care for our bodies and accept our bodies that have nothing to do with just diet and exercise. Totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so how do you see like the journey of body acceptance, like evolving or changing, or I guess like what are the unique challenges of pursuing body acceptance? Like when you're older? Yeah, I think, I mean, our culture is very anti-aging, you know, we, we, we value bodies. Again, the currency is looking a certain way and that's usually a, a younger, more toned body. And we don't really celebrate the changing of our bodies. So I think that so many people, to your point, feel like they're chasing after that one body type that they had during one of those phases. And they're really struggling to find the beauty in that shift and that, that evolution. Um, I mean, I just view, my favorite quote is that bodies are vehicles for our souls. I'm sure you've heard that one, but you know, I, I, I like that, but I've heard haven't? variations of it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's my favorite. Like our bodies are just our vehicles for our souls. Mm-hmm. And I like that because what, how do you treat your car? You care for it. You know, you fuel it when, in order to drive it around and you take it to the mechanic when you need to. And mm-hmm. you know, you, you take care of it, you vacuum it, you wash it, but you also really just use it to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. so that you can live your life. And I just feel like continuing to help people understand that their body is this vehicle. And sure, cars get older, so do our bodies. <laughs> and, you know, they start off running a little bit better when they're a little younger, and then they start to break down a little bit more. But what a beautiful journey that all of our vehicles are taking us on. And our souls are created in such wonderful, unique ways that allow us to be the person we want to be. Like we have gifts and talents and opinions and we have things to say and people to love and hobbies to explore. And we need this vehicle to be cared for so we can do those things. But we also know that we are so much more than that external vehicle. Yeah, I love that. I don't know if you um, have heard like the, I don't know if you want to call it like a tagline from Beauty Redefined, like your body is an instrument, not an ornament. But that's, oh, yes. yeah, that's what that makes me think of. And I love that so much. And something I often talk to clients about, like when they're really in the thick of negative body image thoughts that pop up is to how can we take that energy and not try to shift the thought or change the thought. Maybe, maybe not always trying to change that thought to something more positive, but instead shift that energy to taking care of your body. And like, yeah, like, like doing something to care for this vehicle that we have. Um, so whether that's, you know, enjoying a satisfying snack or, um, you know, 
taking some rest or doing some gentle movement that feels good or journaling because you know your mental health is asking for it whatever it might be that your body like needs like i think that like transfer of energy in that moment can feel like you're taking action in some way um i don't know and just kind of shift that energy in a really nice way yeah absolutely um so i this is something i kind of alluded to before but i'm curious to hear your thoughts on just like i guess misconceptions around body image healing or like, you know, I guess what I'm thinking of with this is like, I feel like there's, you know, people believe that there's just like this end point and like you just like everything falls away and you never have a negative body thought again. But yeah, things along those lines of just like misconceptions around body image work. Mm, misconceptions. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. People think that they'll just finally wake up and be body positive either because they finally have the body that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, or because, you know, I don't know, all of a sudden one day the world will be full of unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell people, like, no, life is hard and our, our vehicles break down <laughs> yeah. and they don't run as well as they maybe quote unquote should. And, and, and we're constantly driving down the freeway, feeling a little lost in life. And what billboard do we see? It's not feeling lost, call a therapist. It's feeling dissatisfied with your body, try this diet. So you're constantly going to be bombarded with this messaging and you're constantly going to be told your body's a problem. And when life feels overwhelming and life feels problematic, it's very easy to be like, you know what, maybe I need to go back on that that diet, or maybe I need to go back to tweaking that habit I have or that quote unquote lifestyle change because I'm feeling that overwhelming, dissatisfied, confused feeling in life. And maybe once again, my problem is my body and the solution is changing my body. So I think the biggest misconception is that, yeah, you're going to wake up and feel like your body's um, finally at this point, but really realizing that you're constantly going to have to be doing the work of separating out the food and the feelings and body is just something that happens in your mind, not in your body. So constantly doing that deeper work of being like, what, what do I need to do to take care of my mental health? What do I need to do to heal the messages that I've received growing up or the trauma that I've experienced and the societal messages that I've really like embraced that I need to now probably unlearn and relearn new ones because it's a constant process to get to the point where you're, you're separating out your food and feelings. And yes, of course, food's pleasurable. And sometimes we eat cause it, you know, we're having a bad day and that's okay. That's normal. But at the same time, kind of making sure that you're taking care of all of those emotional um, psychological issues. And then separately, you're also taking care of your body. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think just like the acknowledgement, like you were talking about that, like you're, you're doing this work and this unlearning literally in the surroundings of a culture that's very much still immersed in buying into these messages. So like the expectation that like the thoughts will just completely melt away or that like when you're really struggling with something that thoughts about, oh, maybe I should go on a diet one more time or whatever, that those won't pop up. Like it might be kind of unrealistic. And like, that doesn't mean that you're not healing and that you're not doing amazing work and that you're not taking, you know, grand steps towards like taking better care of yourself. So like, I think like shifting that expectation can be really helpful for people and just like kind of visualizing what 
body acceptance actually is and like what it will mean for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rachel, for somebody listening to this episode that just it's hitting home for them and they're like, maybe they're thinking about all that generational, like passing mm-hmm. down stuff or whatever. Um, uh, what is just like a piece of advice you could leave that person with right now? Um, I love to challenge people to explore what their inner narrator says about bodies, food, and weight, and then unpack where that comes from. Family messages, family culture, family food beliefs, diet culture, toxic systems that we live in. I think so much of what we believe is not our own inherent belief system, but it's a mishmash of the messages that we were taught. So really taking a magnifying glass and a social justice lens to the messages that we believe so that we can come out of some of that deconstruction work with a more solid sense of self and that increased sense of self will lead to a more loving, balanced relationship with our bodies and food. So I always encourage people to do some really deep journaling, like journal prompts such as, how does our society value bodies? How do I value my body? Do these values align with societal values? Um, Looking at what was the time when you felt at home in your body? Like what voices were quieter that gave you space to feel comfortable? And how can you create that space more often? And just once again, like what are some of the messages and experiences that impacted your body story? And then what deeper work can you do to find healing with, with the treatment team, not with the next fad diet? Right. Oh my gosh. I hope people are frantically writing those down. That was (laughs) awesome. I love that. Um, Thank you so much, Rachel. Can you please share with people where they can find you, you know, whatever offerings that you currently have? Sure. Yeah. So if you actually like some of those journal prompts, if you go over to um, my podcast Instagram page, it's at mom jeans, the podcast, we actually have a lot of those journal prompts all listed in our feed, So people can do some extra work. Um, and then we also are right now in a series called your story where people are sharing their body stories and the, the stories they had of, of how they had to heal their relationship with their body and do some of the work. So that is anywhere you can listen to a podcast. And then my personal private practice and work is in Southern California. So my website for that is Rachel Coleman, C-E-D-S. That stands for Certified Eating Disorder Specialist.com. Awesome. Thank you again so much, Rachel. Thank you. All right, guys, that is a wrap on episode 70. If you want to hear more from Rachel Coleman, definitely check out her podcast, Mom Jeans, which she co-hosts with Tina LeBoy. Um, And then you can also find her on Instagram, Mom Jeans the Podcast, or go to her website, rachelcolemancedes.com. And then if you're interested in that monthly webinar I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you want to um, come ask some questions or listen to other people's questions um, about intuitive eating and body image healing, go ahead to the link in my bio on Instagram. My Instagram is at the intuitive underscore RD. It's the first link when you click that link in my bio um, and you can just pay whatever makes sense for you and come hang out and join us. Um, Once again, it's on Friday, December 4th from 10 to 11 Eastern time. And it's just going to be over Zoom webinars. All right, guys, I hope you are doing well um, and enjoying these very weird holidays, this very weird holiday season. Um, But hopefully I'll talk to you soon.